Brother Ward just told me to feel at home, and I can't help but to feel at home. Um, and I've had that experience in every Primitive Baptist church I've been to, um, whether it was still in the state of Colorado or uh, much further away. Um, I certainly appreciate uh, the warm uh, greetings we got this morning. It's a wonderful opportunity to be able to be here with you guys. Um, my wife and I are trying to come to Fort Worth every other year for Thanksgiving. She has family here in Fort Worth, and uh, it's just such an added blessing to be able to come and be with uh, you folks this morning. Um, thank you. I, I ask for your prayers this morning. Uh, spent in the car. Um, I, I didn't get a whole lot of time to study, um, and... No matter if you forget your church pants or not, um, Brother Ward sees right through it and still asks you to put you up. I guess that's what I get from my wife having me pack my own suitcase. Um, but uh, for just a brief few moments this morning, I'd like to look at a few words mentioned in the New Testament. And it's a few words. Uh, they're, they're three very simple words that are mentioned in the book of John and it's three words that cross my mind every day and it's three of the sweetest words in the scripture um, to myself and it's found in the 19th chapter of John in the 30th verse when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished and he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. Those three words, it is finished, are so important to, to us as Christians and as children of God. The, the, the words themselves contain no power. And what I mean by that is if he would not have said that, the outcome would not have been any different. It's a statement. It's a statement that he made for us. Last time I was here, I opened with Second um, Timothy 3 and 16 that says uh, that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Uh, so every word in this book is meant for us to, to learn from and to study from. So there, there are three words, but they carry such an important message for us that it is finished. And if we break it down uh, real quick... Um, it. What, what does he mean by it? What is what is finished? Well, his work is finished. And we look back at, um, it says, I think, in the 17th chapter of John, in the fourth verse, it says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. So that's the work that's been finished. Also, in the sixth chapter of John, in the 38th verse, uh, it says, For I came down from heaven, not to do not mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he hath given me, uh, I should lose nothing, but raise it up again at the last day. These are the, some of the, the works that Christ was charged to do, that, that he had to do um, in order to complete his work, in order to complete what God had sent him down from heaven to do. Um, and we look at the, the teachings that he has given to us, the 
lessons that he has given to us, the parables, uh, the mercy that he has shown on everybody, the, the, the amazing grace that he has shown to, to everybody in his life and us after his life, um, it begs me to say, why me? Why am I worthy enough for him to come down from heaven to complete this work for me and to hang on the cross and to be crucified for me? But it was God's will. So that's the it. And then the is is such a matter-of-fact word. There, there, there's no room for, there's no gray area in the word is. Is is a factual state. It is this is. It's not maybe. It's not almost. It is this is finished is very factual and then the word finished is probably my favorite word in this scripture finished completed no further work intended no further work intended there's nothing additional that we have to do if there was stuff that was on uh, our responsibility to do for our eternal salvation i don't know about you guys i'm out of luck completely and totally out of luck there is nothing that i can do to help it explains that in the uh, in the Gospels early on. But the word finished, it is completed. And to think about when he says this. He says this while he was hanging on the cross with nails in his hand. And the, the, the second part to this verse also gets me. Um, it, it, it really hits you inside. It really makes your soul... Um, feel so loved and it's and he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost nobody took it from him nobody took anything from Christ nobody had the power to take, to take anything from Christ over in the 11th verse of the 19th chapter it says thou couldst have no power at all against me so he was on the cross willingly by choice the nails held the flesh to his body to the cross. Our sins are what held him to the cross. He could have called legions of angels down. They had no power against him. He was up there for every single one of us and for our, our shortcomings and our sins. And he stayed up there for us because it was the will of the Father. And it was also his will. He says, I and my Father are one. These are, are some amazing things that we have um, in the Scripture and I, I again, I, I try to think about this particular verse um, on a daily basis. And I've talked with gentlemen at work. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm in construction. I'm a pipe fitter. Um, needless to say, Scripture doesn't come a lot, come up a lot in conversation. <laughs> uh, but when it does, uh, I never shy away from it. I enjoy. I, I love talking about the Scripture uh, with with folks at work and anywhere and. and just saying what all the Lord has done for me. And the biggest thing that the Lord has done for me happened long before I would ever existed. When he voluntarily came down from heaven and lived his life, lived a perfect life, lived through temptation. He lived through, lived through, excuse me, lived a perfect life, gave us all the teachings that he did, all the parables, all the amazing grace that he showed everybody, and then voluntarily hung on that cross for each and every single one of us. Um, I'm going to keep it short this morning. I, I cannot wait to hear Brother uh, brother Ward, so I'm going to step down. But Brother Ward, come ahead, please. I appreciate your attention.
appreciate appreciate that. Those yeah, those three words. Um, I used to make a mistake and say that uh, you know the two criminals here hanging, being crucified as as well they should for what their crimes were and all, and they're railing on on Jesus Christ there. Uh, and uh, but one of them changed and um, uh, began to just and and he was told by Jesus Christ to this day today you'll be with me in paradise. But I would make the mistake that well that man changed somehow hanging there on the cross uh, and it was there was manifest it was uh, uh, shown that uh, he was a child of God or Jesus wouldn't have told him that. And I'd make the mistake of saying, well, there, and there wasn't a, a preacher in sight. You know, he didn't have to hear the gospel preached, you know, to, for that to happen. But that's a mistake. There was a preacher there. And that sermon he preached, three words, it is finished. That is for us. And yet, we still tend to want to add something to the work. But it's finished. And we can, then we can move on. Uh, so, so, such wonderful words. Um, I, uh, I'm going to go this morning to the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Uh, this, what I'll talk about some, kind of tacks on to what I've preached for, for about three, three Sunday, three or four Sundays now. And, uh, so we'll just kind of move ahead with this, but the reason I have this on my mind is the other night, Wednesday night, we came out and sang, and we sang a song, um, and it was it was number 12 in that, in that little book. Elder Ralph Harris uh, wrote it, and uh, wrote the words and the music in 1977, and it's based on Luke 12, some of the verses in there. And so we talked about it some the other night, and, and it just stayed on my mind. And so I read, studied, expanded uh, a little bit more. And so I want to talk about that and a few other things as well. But it begins, uh, quoting one of the verses in this 12th chapter of Luke, The souls of those who seek for wealth, uh, the Lord shall soon require. And that was the phrase. And then it, and it goes on. It's, it's, it's a beautiful poem. Uh, and, and, and pretty music, but um, that, uh, and, and so what is it the Lord shall soon require? Well, it's the souls of those who seek for wealth. That's pretty serious. Uh, that uh, it's, and it, But let me back up a few verses and set up the scene here, the picture, and this is all in a parable. This didn't actually happen, but it's in a parable. Uh, that Jesus uh, Christ uh, spoke here, and he spoke it uh, uh, to these these ones that he was with. Uh, in the uh, well, in, in this twelfth chapter, the first verse. In the meantime, there uh, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another. <laughs> Uh, he began to say unto his disciples first of all, and then so they, uh, he speaks to his disciples first, but there's a uh, multitude uh, of people here, and he speaks to different uh, subsets of, of that group uh, and speaks to all of them. Uh, but uh, I'm going to jump down to the 13th verse. It says, And one of the company uh, said unto him, Master, uh, speak 
speak to my brother that he uh, divide the inheritance with me. He's got some inheritance. His brother does, and he wants some of that. Divide it with me. Obviously, this is material inheritance. He wants some some stuff there. We know how this this works. Very simple concept, and and uh, so he's he's telling uh, asking Jesus to fix this for him. <laughs> he wanted this stuff, uh, whatever it was. And he and and he said unto him, Jesus says, "Man, uh, who made me a judge or a divider over you?" He had, he named anything to do with this business of this inheritance is whatever this this man his brother had and wanted to give to him or or not that's his business there uh and he said unto them in the 15th verse and he said unto them uh this company uh take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. So that's the subject here, is the is covetousness, greediness, and all. And we'll see in this parable just how greedy this guy in the parable was. We don't know about this guy's brother and all that, and, and maybe he was going to divide some of his, his stuff, his inheritance, with his, his, uh, his brother. Uh, don't know. Uh, so he, in the 16th verse is when this parable, uh, Jesus begins to speak this parable and saying, uh, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. So the, the man in the parable, uh, he was wealthy and the ground uh, brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. He's got, he doesn't even have enough space to store the stuff he's growing and harvesting and, and all that comes from the ground here. Uh, have no room. So already he's, uh, he's suffering some anxiety here, here. He's anxious, uh, this man in the parable. Uh, and he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns, not just one barn, barns, and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. Uh, so he's going to tear down his barns, build greater ones, and store all this stuff in there. Uh, <clears throat> and I will say to my soul, soul, <laughs> uh, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. So he's laid up all these goods. Now, I don't know what this is in these barns and all. I, uh, I don't know how many years this stuff will last, whatever it is. Uh, so, but he's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take uh, my ease and eat, drink, and be married. I have much goods laid up for many years. And here's the verse that that first uh, line of that song comes from. It's the t- uh, 20th verse. But God said unto him, Thou fool... This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then, then, whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? Jesus Christ is making a strong point here, and he does this in other places where he shows the severity and the importance of his point here. And this is against greediness and, and covetousness. Pretty serious. 
Saying, in other words, if you die tonight, if you die tonight, and that word require means to take back, to take back something, his life. Well, he owns us. He, we are his. Uh, nothing is of us. And he's given us all. This time of year, we celebrate Thanksgiving. And we're thankful for everything that we have and should live that all the time. Uh, and uh, I, I try to stop and think of, of all my thousands of faults and everything. I'm thinking, well, am, okay, am I greedy? Am I guilty of covetousness? I don't, I honestly, I don't think I am. I'd be happy to give away things. Do I store things up? Do I prepare for the future? He's not saying we shouldn't do that within reason here. Uh, but, uh, this, this guy has all these, uh, these barns. He's gonna, in fact, he's gonna tear down his barns and build greater ones to store everything he's got. He's, he's, uh, uh, greedy, uh, here. But it said, uh, and he calls him the fool, uh, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be? Making the point of this guy in this story, this parable, all this stuff does you no good. And the best thing is when, when, when I die and, and, uh, uh if, if my bride and me both are not around, then we, then we have zero in the bank account. You come in with nothing, leave with nothing. What good does it do to have all that stored up? Uh, there. Uh, and I, I know, you know, it talks about inheritance here and giving to your kids and so forth or whoever else. Uh, but uh, uh, you don't store up all these things. There's no need. You give it away is what we're taught uh, now. Uh, but but there's nothing in God's word that uh, does not apply common sense, though. And Jesus Christ goes on here and explains some of this, uses some examples and so forth. Uh, it says that uh, in the 21st verse, it says, So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Jesus Christ and the apostles always um, uh, uh, emphasize the importance of laying up our treasures in heaven. That's where our treasure is. We already, we're joint heirs with Christ. We don't need, we've got it all. And, and but, but this uh, foolish uh, rich man uh, didn't understand that. He was greedy. So now as he, as Jesus continues here, and uh, I'll move on to another uh, uh, book or two, a uh, couple of verses uh, out of this chapter here in Luke. But he says, and he now he, he said unto his disciples. So now he's talking to his disciples uh, who at this time, and, and they have not, this is way early here. They haven't, uh, uh, Jesus has not instituted the Lord's Supper, the communion service and, and all and, uh, within the church, that ordinance of the church. But he now he's speaking uh, to the church as it existed then. He said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, uh, what ye shall put on. So he's telling them, don't, take no thought in that. Don't be anxious about that. Now, that happens to me. I become anxious. Seems like the worst time is when I first wake up in the morning, I'm laying there kind of half asleep and all, is I begin to, uh, uh, to worry and, and, and all these things that will never happen. And uh, and so I become anxious, and but it says take no thought for that. Don't become anxious for this, uh, what you eat, drink, or or the body. And yet 
Uh, I think if, if the, we're living now today longer uh, than so many uh, in the past, uh, the, the, the years, the medical strides and so forth. And I say, well, I want to be in, in, in decent health, though. If I'm going to live to be whatever, 100 years old, I don't want to in particular. Uh, but uh, I, I want to be healthy. I want to be able to get around and enjoy the, my, my final years and so forth. Uh, and so, but so he's not saying don't, uh, don't neither for the body uh, that you put on, uh, that, don't take that in consideration at all. Uh, and common sense, moderation. That's what, how God words it. Uh, moderation. Do everything in moderation. Uh, the life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. Uh, and, and, and so he's telling his disciples this. So, uh, don't become anxious. Then he uses a couple of, uh, natural, uh, examples here so that they might understand. Because I tell you what, as as much as some of the other, like I'm thinking Nicodemus and some of the others that that Christ spoke to, uh, that didn't understand things, even when he did bring out natural examples so that they could understand it, they still didn't understand it. So disciples were no different; they didn't understand a lot of this stuff. Uh, they and and so um, uh, he says here, consider the ravens, uh, for they neither sow nor reap. Which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Uh, so he's he, again, he's making a point here. He is not saying don't do a bit of work, don't save up any money, don't buy food. No, he'll supply it. If I sit there in my house in my recliner and just wait for the food to pour in, well, I tell you what, uh, was it last night? My brother brother-in-law brought me down some some Chinese food that he'd made, and so I waited. Here come the food, uh, but uh, so I was grateful for that. But we use common sense in this. Uh, I don't take advantage of others. I have to provide for my family is what I need to do. Uh, and, and so that's not what it's talking about uh, uh, here. We can we can go, we can become legalistic in this stuff, in the scriptures, uh, as we start to apply things. Well, he said to do this here or said not to do that. And all. We, we use moderation even in studying God's word. Uh, and uh, then uh, he, he, let me skip to the 27th verse. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not. They don't work. They spin not. And yet I say unto you what that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Uh, so he's talking about that. And then he's talking about the grass and so forth. So he uses natural, natural examples here. <clears throat> and then... Uh, he uses, um, he in the 25th and 26th, where he uses some logic. And I'm all about logic, simple logic. And which of you, uh, with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? Can't, can't be done. If ye then be not able to do that thing, which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? He just uses simple logic. So... These disciples are just like any other congregation where different uh, examples and wordings of things, even the delivery. Uh, I'm, I'm not a, obviously not a professional speaker, orator, and everything. Neither was Apostle Paul. Uh, but uh, uh, he uses different examples, and it's getting through to each of these disciples here in, in the church. 
Uh, and uh, then he, in the 30th verse, and I'll try to move on, he says, For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh, fear not, little flock. Uh, so he's using a contrast here uh, in others, other people, other nations. They do this, but you should be doing that. Uh, and so he, he, he's very simple here in this. Uh, uh, so now let me jump to 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Uh, of course, in one, I believe might have been last Sunday, one Sunday I, I, I uh, mentioned this scripture. I don't think I went here. 10th verse of the 6th chapter, 1 Timothy. <coughs> well, <coughs> the ninth verse, but they... Uh, that will be rich, fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Uh, so even in that, and we can rationalize. I'm good at rationalizing things. I've told you that. I've confessed that. It's like, well, I need, I need to work harder. I need to, uh, uh, stay at the office and try to be promoted and get raises and all this stuff. Well, pretty soon you're so anxious about that and you're spending so much time at that that we're, we're losing on the things that God has given us here. This is all here. If I do all that, I'll just suffer here. This destruction and perdition, that's for here. We, it drowns men. In that, uh, that that's all. And then uh, I've seen it destroy families, you know. Uh, so I'm not going to work that hard. Uh, uh, that uh, that now I've had to work. We have to work. During, I had to work yesterday. I had to get online and, and work. I'm thankful I could do it right there at home. So that's a blessing. Uh, but uh, when before uh, all of this technology, when I was in accounting and during the budget season at American General, I was I spent long nights. She had to be up there on the computers and and and, and doing the reports and everything. And so I spent a lot time I had to do that it was required in my job I was not trying to uh, uh, to make more and more money I was not going to uh, in fact one time when uh, I had to tell uh, my manager when uh, uh, when Kathy had become ill and was was in the hospital and uh, this this been I forget what this was uh, what happened because I, I confused the, the thing when was, we lived up here. But anyway, I had to tell him, said, no, my first priority is at home. That she is my first priority, not this. And he got the message. I didn't get fired. <laughs> so, but he understood. But sometimes you have to remind him. And I tell you what, God will bless us in that. Uh, it's just like handling the act, family activities and all and trying to you work those around church and all. And y'all been blessed to do that. And I'm so thankful. That you, and, and, and God sees that. He knows that. And he's glorified in that. Um, so now in, in, it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money, which while some coveted after... Uh, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Uh, I hear that sometimes with the, uh, with the lottery that people win millions of dollars and it just ruins their lives. 
I always, my second thought is, well, I sure like to try, though. I think I can handle it better uh, than they did. Uh, but you don't know. You don't know what that's going to do. Uh, so, but uh, so the, the money is not the answer to everything. Uh, and, and we have, we have had, and this has been years ago when we lived in Houston and all, uh, we would, uh, uh, get some extra money, I don't know, a refund from something and all, and all of a sudden we needed a couple of new tires for the car. Uh, and the first thought with me would always be, anytime I get a little extra money, something has to happen. No, how about flipping that? We needed this thing, and we were blessed with that money out of nowhere. And that's happened more than once. God watches out for us. So thankful for that. Uh, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. There's a couple more verses here. 17th verse. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. He giveth, giveth us richly in all things to enjoy. He gives us that. Uh, is it everything that we want? No. Uh, it's everything we need. Uh, he knows what we need uh, in, in life. Uh, took me years to understand that growing up as a kid and so forth, but uh, I thought I needed all this stuff. That they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Doesn't mean get eternal life. You've got it. You lay hold on it uh, and store up these things. Because there'll be a time in your life that you have to, uh, you have to rest and stand upon the foundations that God's given us in the, and if we stored up all this stuff, worldly things that are uncertain, it's not gonna help. Uh, uh, again, you want to have a few dollars to, to, to buy the food, buy, pay for electricity and so forth. Common sense, moderation. Now in James, uh, the second chapter. <clears throat> James chapter 2. <clears throat> James 2 and... Uh, oh, let me find it. Fifth verse. Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him. Uh, but ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Uh, Jesus and, and the apostles, uh, uh, they, they don't have a lot of good things to say about the, the rich. And there's other verses, you know, that, we, that I know you probably think, well, what, is he going to go to this verse and that verse? There's plenty more. Uh, but uh, uh, the point, uh, the important point that Jesus Christ was making in, in uh, uh, Luke twelve twenty, was that if you die tonight, what good are all these things you've stored up going to do you? It's not going to do you any good. Uh, and, and so uh, he made that point uh, with natural life there in that parable. Now I'm going to close with Psalm uh, 84. We'll go to Psalm 84. <coughs> Just one, one verse, verse 11 in that psalm toward the end. For the Lord God 
is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. That's, that's living a good life. That's living a blessed life in God. Uh, and that's where you're manifesting uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit that, you, that uh, He has saved you uh, eternally. And now this is how we should live. And when it's all said and done, uh, again, uh, you're, you're blessed with that foundation and the lack of, uh, of uh, you're not troubled over anything. Uh, the anxiety goes away. If our minds are focused on, on that. Last Sunday, focus on God Almighty, Jesus Christ, and what He's done. And He'll bless you. He will. And He will cause your, your families to be blessed. He will uh, bless our churches. Uh, if we do that, and even saying those words, I fail. Uh, I, 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 God bless and keep you.